Back to the Lab with your host, Brad Bolt. Welcome back to the Lab. Back to the Lab. Welcome back to the Lab. Back to the Lab. Welcome back to another episode of the NFL Lab Network. I'm your host, Brad Bolt, and joining you with a very happy edition this week after the Panthers' Week 10 win versus the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to dive into that game straight away and look at some of the positives from that, and we see Cam Newton back in the fold. One rushing touchdown, one passing touchdown. The first two times he touched the ball, and gave the Panthers the boost that they were needing for this game. The other good positives from this match, Christian McCaffrey, 13 rushes, 95 yards, plus 10 catches for 66 yards. By far, CMC's best game of the season this year, and as as I mentioned in the previous episode, just having him and Cam having that rapport back in, even though they were only on the field for a few periods of time together, having him back to lead that team as well, that's been one of the that's going to be one of the things to look forward to in this season going on with Cam now back. Other positives from the game, Tuba Hubbard, nine rushes for 27 yards and a touchdown as well. And Robbie Anderson, four catches. Only 37 yards, but more importantly, the touchdown from Cam Newton in that first quarter. This was a game where everything started well for the Panthers, finished well. Yes, there was a few turnovers with PJ Walker in as quarterback, but the way that the Panthers started blew the Cardinals out of the water straight away. We see Dante Jackson have one interception, but then we look at the sack numbers and it shows us three sacks. But if we actually look at who had them, Shaq Thompson had one, Marquise Haynes had one, Morgan Fox had half a sack, and once again, Hassan Reddick with one and a half sacks against his former side in, I guess, what you could call a revenge game. The way that the the defense just got home all day, they had Colt McCoy off balance, they had this offensive line who had a few outs, they had them all trying to deal with the onslaught that had coming. And as we saw with the the sack from Shaq Thompson, the same play that he's been doing so well this entire year, have the left tackle or the guard, whoever it was, you know, in these games, having them trying to choose, do I block Brian Burns or do I block Shaq Thompson coming in on a full head of steam? Shaq gets in and we see the sack. We see that... Hassan Reddick playing at an elite level again. Then I, he was misplayed in his first few years at Arizona. Played more as a linebacker. He's listed as a linebacker, but he's actually, a, I, I would call him an undersized edge rusher. But he is proving to be a thorn in a lot of team sides. So we look at the, the sack count, and Hassan Reddick is actually leading the team with nine and a half sacks with his friendly wager with Brian Burns, who's only got six. But if you're spending all of your time looking after Brian Burns, you're going to have guys like Shaq, Jermaine Carter Jr. If he gets in there, 
Hassan Reddick, you're going to see these guys start to get home to the quarterback and you can't block everyone when the Panthers are blitzing with the efficiency that they have been this year. Now, if we look at uh, that, there's no no real um, injury news for the Panthers for this game. Obviously, the big news coming out is Cam Newton will be starting this week against the Washington football team. So what we'll do is we'll just transition straight into this preview for this week, and we can see, yes, Cam starting versus Washington, who are down Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes, he hasn't played, he's barely played all season, injured really early on with a hip subluxation. He's done for the year, has been announced by Washington. He's not coming back this year. So they'll be starting Taylor Heineke, coming off probably their best game this year against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Washington had a, well, preseason. Everyone was touting Washington as one of the elite defenses of the year. Uh, In the league, we saw what they were able to do last year with four first rounders along that offense uh, that defensive line but they're they're down Chase Young who tore his ACL last week he's out for this game as well so if we look at just some of the some of the stats going into this game we've got Washington football team who is the 21st ranked offense which is one spot behind Carolina who's ranked 20th the big difference here is what was projected to be an elite defense at the start of the year. The Washington football team is currently ranked 20th in the league. The Panthers have stayed prior to the games this week were the second rated defense in the NFL. A lot of people are wondering when that's just going to fall off for the Panthers, but we're 10 weeks in, it hasn't fallen off. This Panthers team has a legit defense to combat most teams throughout the year. I heard on the athletic football show with Robert Mays and Nate Tice talking about how the Panthers have a lot of cornerbacks, which is true. We do have a lot of cornerbacks, but that gives you the ability to rotate guys when they have someone who can be like a focal point. So if you you imagine when playing the Atlanta Falcons, each single play, when you have Kyle Pitts out on the field, you can have Stefan Gilmore on him for some time. You can have AJ Bouye on him. You can have Dante Jackson. You can have CJ Henderson. You can rotate these guys through, and then you can even put, I'll put Jeremy Chin on him. I'll put Justin Burris on him. You've got these guys that you can play in multiple different ways, in multiple different roles, and yes, it might not be the best way to go about it. Also, considering we've got uh, J.C. Horn coming off um, IR, more than likely being next season. But I would rather have the depth there and the ability to move these guys around and have multiple people that you can put them on because you never know who you could wind up against. If you're playing the... If we play, end up playing the Dallas Cowboys, say, for instance, if it gets to a playoff game and you're playing the Cowboys... The defense now is a lot different than the team that played them and lost in week four this year. You've now got, yes, they've got some quality receivers in CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Uh, 
Cedric Wilson's been doing some good things for them this year. But you look at the, the Panthers now. So that's four wide receivers listed off. Look at the Panthers quarterbacks who we've already mentioned. That's four there. Plus then Chin is five. Barris is six. So you've got that cover that you can rotate these people in and around to create havoc and mess with the offensive coordinator. So that's one of the positives that I think is some people might look at it and wonder why the Panthers have such a bevy of uh, cornerbacks, but you can also cause sacks by having quality players in the secondary. Coverage sacks. You see it all the time in the NFL. You see it all the time when a quarterback gets a little bit of protection to start with, looks back at looks at all of his options, and they are completely covered, and he's got nowhere to go. You see so many times when people get these sacks, and that's what the Panthers are able to do, and that's what's helping them be successful this year as well, is having these quality guys out there who can help with these coverage sacks. So if we come back to this Washington game and the Carolina game, you can see, yes, as we mentioned, Cam Newton starting. At the moment, we'll see what uh, we haven't seen too much of in terms of Cam throwing the ball, but he will hopefully be better than what's obviously happened the last six weeks. So if we look at the last six weeks, Carolina have had six straight games with under 200 passing yards. That's not going to win too many games going forward, no matter how good your defense is. But if the, the Panthers can give Cam time, to look for these guys downfield should actually hopefully see them eclipse that number this week against the Washington football team. As I mentioned, Washington were ranked 20, 20th in defense this year. However, their first seven games this year, that defense allowed 20-plus points in the first seven games this year, which is why they're now showing in that bottom half of the league in defense. In the last Two games that Washington's played, they've allowed fewer than 20 points in the last two games. So this is a defense which is improving, despite the fact that they're now going to be missing a Chase Young. I'm not going to say that that's going to completely rule them out from uh, pulling off that sort of figure again, like restricting the Panthers' offense to that sort of thing, those sorts of numbers. But having a guy like Chase Young not on the offensive on the the defensive front for the offensive line will make a big difference because now you can shift so many more of your protections to the other guys to create that bit of space. They're so good on that the edge because they've got Montez Sweat on one side, you've got Chase Young on the other side. If you double Chase Young, Montez Sweat is open. The de- the interior defensive linemen they're open. This way now, whoever's going to be replacing Chase Young, yes, they might be able to have a good game and be able to step up into his role. But to have that ability of the Chase Young, which was an elite prospect coming out of college, and without having him on the field, that's going to make the offensive line, it's going to make Taylor Moton, who's probably going to be uh, minding him for the game, he's now able to go one-on-one against whoever's there replacing him, which is able to shift the protections of the interior to the other people on the offensive, on the defensive line to try and give Cam that protection. So that's, that's sort of what we're looking at. If you're looking at um, the Washington 
offensive side of the ball. They've obviously got an elite running back in an Antonio Gibson, even though, yes, he's been injured this year with a stress fracture of his shin. They also have J.D. McKissick. Uh, you look at their main weapon, though, is Terry McLaurin. Now, Terry is on pace at the moment for 1,194 yards this season, which would make him the first Washington player with back-to-back 1,000-yard season since Henry Ellard in 1994-1996. So he is their main guy that they go to. They're obviously also dealing with some injuries in the wide receiver room with former Carolina Panthers wideout Curtis Samuel being injured for pretty much most this year and obviously facing former Panthers coach Ron Rivera, who will obviously have some stuff dialed up for this Panthers team. But, as we've mentioned, there's a reason why Carolina are ranked second in defense this year. So, Carolina actually leads the league in net passing yards conceded at 173.7. So, if you're thinking of that, and we're talking about these four corners, the couple guys in the safeties in Chin and Burris, you're only conceding less than 175 yards. That's going to win you a fair chunk of games. I know that I said that you're not going to win too many by throwing under 200, which is evident here. If Carolina are able to keep quarterbacks to a net passing yards of under 175 yards, they are going to win a lot of these games. Put also in in perspective, the Panthers are also fourth in the league in third down percentage allowed at 33.1%. So, you know, 33% of all third down that happen, the Panthers, that's all they're, they're only allowing that. I mean, you can, you want to get these guys into the third and longs. If you're getting them into the third and longs, which is what's happening, as they're also, as Carolina are tied for fourth in sacks with 27. You're looking at that. They're tied for, tied for fourth in sacks. If you're sacking that quarterback on second down, on first down, and you've got a first and 15 or a second and 17, you get to that third and 12. That's It's not easy to convert. That's why they've been so successful this year in only allowing 33% for third downs this year. The one negative for that Panthers defense is that they have conceded 107 rushing yards per game, which is 12th in the league. Now, that's not the be-all and end-all, because if you're able to get up by a fair amount in the same way that we did against Arizona, it doesn't matter who you're playing. It doesn't matter who is running the ball. Like, they're not going to be running the ball if they're down by a lot, unless you're the Titans and Derrick Henry when he was back playing. But... The main thing is, Panthers are stopping. There, we're stopping the run. No, we're not stopping the run. Sorry, we're stopping the pass, which is making the run game have to pick up. And that is a that is a product of having so many cornerbacks, safeties, etc. on the team, which makes a a you've got your pros and cons of having that sort of defense that the Panthers are running. But if you were asking the Panthers fans, how would you, what would you rather? Would you rather give up 400 passing yards a game and keep every team to under 60, 60 rushing yards and lose most of those games? Or would you rather, would you rather 
give up 100 yards rushing per game, but keep a team under 200 yards passing so you can give your offense a chance to win and extend those leads in those games. And that's what I would rather. I would rather give up the 100 rushing yards per game if the Panthers are able to play the same way that they did against Arizona, where you get out to a lead early and you don't give the other team a chance to run the ball. If they don't have a chance to run the ball, you're going to, con- you're going to constrict them with their passing game and you're going to be able to get better chance at winning if they can keep that up. As we've mentioned, one of the big positives for the Panthers has been Christian McCaffrey. We're 4-1 and one with McCaffrey this year and 1-4 and four without him. So he is a pivotal, pivotal player in this defense, uh, for these, these in this offense, for the other defenses to take into account. And as we said last game, th- he only had 13 rushes, went for nearly 100 yards, but had 10 catches. So all up, he ended up having, what was that, 161 yards from scrimmage. Now, if you can have a guy have 161 yards from scrimmage, Every game, you're going to have a real problem for the other defenses to get, to, to look out for, to game plan for. I know that the Panthers haven't wanted to rush McCaffrey back and play him the same amount that he was doing in the last few years because of the injuries in the last two years, but 13 rushes, 10 catches, and he also helped with a pivotal block with Cam for his rushing touchdown, which he scored early in the first quarter last week. And if we look at, in saying that with um, McCaffrey, he has caught 93.8% of targets this season, which is the highest of any player in the NFL with 20-plus targets. So if the ball's throwing to McCaffrey, he's catching it and he's doing something with it. Just having him out on the field opens up so many more avenues. Like I said, you can you can play a two-receiver set and have McCaffrey as the running back. You could have him play as a slot receiver almost and have Tuber in the backfield. You've got so many options by having a guy like that on the field that he will create nightmares for a long period of time for other people to have to worry about. So... That's it for this episode. We see Cam back. We see Cam starting. We see McCaffrey back. We see this energized, juiced-up team back. There is a chance now that currently Panthers are a playoff team. The Carolina Panthers have the last wildcard spot at the moment. You can see a path for these Panthers to actually be a playoff team this year. If they're a playoff team this year, you'll probably see a different sort of team come the playoff time because you've got a team that can rely on what they've done really well so far this year, which is the defensive side, but you can also see a team which has a veteran leading them in Cam, who's made Super Bowl before, who's had playoff games. He's done all of this. And there's a real avenue that they can 
increase from what they're doing to not just be the seventh seed. They can work their way up. They're not too far actually behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is the obviously the defending champion. They're the the people that you you're going for that you're after this year for well especially in this division but we saw on thursday night we saw the falcons lose we saw the uh that well i guess they they lost i'm not gonna say it was a close it wasn't a close win at all uh like that game wasn't close in the slightest for um for the falcons but you've now got the panthers who are a playoff team you look at the buccaneers they're six and six and three at the moment six and three panthers are five and five so one one and a half games behind the buccaneers i'm not saying that you know as a uh as Panthers fans, we should be getting excited and think, right, we're going to win the division. But they're six and two. The Saints are five and two. All I'm saying is that the Panthers have a shot of being a playoff team. And once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Absolutely anything can happen. And this team is starting to round themselves into a well rounded team who could cause some problems come playoff time. So we'll see how that goes in these next couple of weeks. We won't focus on that too much. We'll just focus this week against Washington. And all we want, as we say, we always want the, we want the Panthers to keep Cam upright, have the receivers get open, run the ball, play some good hard defense, cause havoc, make the quarterback jumpy in the pocket. If we do that, Panthers can win. We move ourselves up potentially in this playoff picture we get that one more step closer to I guess you could say like up up that rank within the division you can go from a third to a second sort of in position you're sort of looking at that sort of avenue at the moment but play good hard defense get this win take care of the ball and keep pounding Till next week. See you guys. Welcome back to the lab. Back to the lab. Welcome back to the lab. Back to the lab.